Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. There's somebody here today that, uh, that your situation with a family, there's more than one person, the situation with the family, you, you don't want to end this year like that. There's more than one person here that you've got some internal things, children, uh, siblings, uh, sons, daughters, even maybe down the line, uncles, stuff like that, cousins, aunts, even a mom and a dad. Amen. Pastor Dave, is he back there? Is he? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If that's you, just let's bow our heads. If that's you, just lift your hand up so I can see. So uh, we, we follow the Spirit of God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's just thank Him. Father, we thank you for the answer to this. Father, we thank you for the answer to this. We thank you for the answer to this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the answer to this. We thank you for the answer to this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for the answer to this. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you for the answer to this. Sometimes God will guide a service where the Spirit of God will not interrupt but intervene. And the Spirit of God's not interrupting Himself or the Father or the Son today. He's intervening. Christmas can be really, really, really challenging for people. The pain seems to be larger than life. When we should be smiling and, and holding a candy cane, tears are running down our cheeks because of the eternal pain. The enemy is a divider. He's a separator. He wants to cause problems. He wants to separate and divide God's grace and His purity and His goodness, and He can't. But he, he, the enemy has one, one goal in mind, Satan. Now, he's defeated. Jesus defeated him. But he's very active in the world today through, uh, through ignorance on our part, lack of understanding, rebellion, sin, whatever. But I'm telling you, the only way he can get back at Father God's go after his children. You're the greatest creation. You're the greatest thing God has. You're the apple of his eye. You're the reason he looks to and fro upon this earth to see who he can show himself merciful to. He emptied heaven so you could have some heaven on earth and you could have heaven eternally with him. He sent Jesus. It's our job to help people understand that Jesus is not here by law and regulation and rules, but it's by relationship. And as we worshiped God this morning, here's what happened in my heart 
God said, there's multiple people here that's going to have a miserable Christmas. If I can't get to them and help them mend some broken hearts through relationships. Now, some might be wrong on your part. Some might be wrong on parts of whoever the other part is. But I want it, it's, it's irrelevant who's wrong. The truth is, God can begin to fix that before the year's over. If you'll believe with me, many times God supernaturally does things in segments and seasons and times. And that's his sowing and reaping and his process. And he does that. But sometimes God does things miraculously, supernaturally, instantly. And a change happens. And you, and you go home and you get a text or you get a phone call or a door's broken through. And, and God and only God could do that. Because in our flesh, we're so incapable. The world tries to push in and tell us, be the real you. Embrace you. Love you. You can't love you if you don't know who created you. Because you will fail you. But God said, deal with the broken heartedness in this room. How many knows Jesus is the answer for everything? How many knows he's the glue? He is everything. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finish of our faith. And as we were doing that, it just rose up in my heart. Pastor Dave operates corporately in messages for the body through tongues and through interpretation and also through declaration. We have a few in this body that are called to do that to the body. We're all called to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to have our own prayer language, to pray out mysteries. We're all called to follow the Spirit of God. But he don't even know what went on. He was out there. But God said, find Dave. So I just want you to lock your heart up with the Lord right now, and I'm going to ask Pastor Dave just to give what God will bring in his heart. And I want you, the 14 of you, and I shouldn't be counting, but the 14 of you that represented 14 families, I want you to receive this. And the handful that didn't feel like you needed to raise your hand or didn't have the courage or whatever, I want us all to receive this. God wants us to be healed this Christmas season. Amen? Pastor Dave. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Lord doesn't, uh, I mean, he, he, he uses, uh, I mean, he used a donkey before, so I feel privileged. Amen? Uh, I'm sitting outside. I'm not listening to him. I'm not listening to what's going on. I talked to a lady this morning, and she gave me a, uh, she. Thank you, Jesus. I talked to a lady right there this morning, and I'm trying to find where her mom and dad lives on a map out there. I'm looking on a map. I got Google Maps up. I'm looking on a map to try to find her location, and I can't find it. I can't find the roads she talked about. I don't know where they are. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that just so that you understand that, you know, uh, I don't have a clue. But I have, I have the answer. I don't have a clue, but I have the answer. Amen? There's a difference. A clue will take you to the answer, but I don't have a clue, but I do have the answer. Amen? Praise God. So if you'll listen closely, Thank you, Jesus. I believe the Lord is going to speak to some of you in here Amen. to get you past where you are in this Amen. situation of life. Amen? Amen. The Lord says you're the tip of the spear. You're the tip of the spear. You've been looking for the road. You've been looking for the way. You've been looking for the answer, but it has not come. But you are the tip of the spear, saith God. God has chosen you to go forth and to be that which pricks the heart of man. A spear will prick your heart. You're the tip of the spear. Now, the Lord is 
speaking to you to allow you to understand that your heart has been molded and shaped by God. And that heart has a function. And that function is to serve. And that service is to obey and to be a part of what God is doing today. You must get past this uh, situation in your life where it's all about you. Because it's not all about us. It's not all about us, saith the Lord. It is about those whom he sends us to. It is about his life lived out through you to be the tip of the spear to pierce the heart of someone else. And so as we go through this day and as we go through this season, we must look on the inside and find our place in the kingdom. Look on the inside and find our place where God has purposed for us to be today, tomorrow, and through this season that we're going through. For you know, in, you know yourself from, from just natural human ways that these times of seasons are the ones where men and women have the hardest times. But that comes from a work on the inside to get past that. And so buying presents, doing good works, not all the way get you past that. But the way to get past it is to see yourself as the tip of the spear, saith God. And that road that you're on will lead you to the place where God is taking you. So don't fear if you can't find it. Just look on the inside because the life of God is on the inside of you and the answer of God is on the inside of you. It's not in other people. It's not in other things. It's not in a season or a holiday. It's not in gifts or presents. The answer is on the inside of you. So look deep on the inside of you and challenge yourself to know who I am, saith the Lord. Challenge yourself to find me in the Word of God. God's Word to you will reveal where you are. Do that. This season will be the best season of your life. This season you will touch more people than you've ever touched before. This season I'll be honored and glorified, bigger and better than I ever have been before in your life and in the lives of others that you touch. So do not think that this season is about me and my birth and all those things that we talk about. This season is a season of renewing your life in my life and being purposeful in the things that you do and not being mindful of who you are or where you are, but being mindful of me, saith the Lord. And you will see, you will see my glory revealed in everything you do in this season of life. And you'll come out on the other side in 2020 better, bigger, bolder, stronger, more mature in me, saith the Lord, than you've ever dreamed of being. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Father, we receive that word straight from the throne room of heaven via the Holy Spirit. Father, we protect it. We ask you to protect that word. We ask you that we would pay homage to that word, pay attention to that word, and act on that word from heaven. Father, we thank you for healing, for those who need healing in relationships and family. And we give you praise, Lord, that what you start, you're going to finish. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. Amen? amen. Praise God. And we're only 10 days away from Christmas dinners and, and all kinds of opening up presents and fun and 
and uh, a lot of eating and so forth. And um, I just want to say today, let's finish 2019 with a fervor. Let's finish it with a strong heart. Let's finish it with what God's put on the inside of us. Let's take that word from heaven and be the point of the spear. Let's live gener with generosity flowing from our heart. Let's be willing to do whatever God calls us to do and, and to minister to whoever God calls us to minister to in our time and in uh, our, our treasure and in our talent. Let's do that. And let's also be willing to receive that. Sometimes we're better at giving than we are at receiving. This morning the Spirit of God intervened in the service and he sowed hope into people's lives. Uh, listen, guys, we live in a world that is challenged by information. And we live in a world that says that if you have more information, you have more power. That's not true. Information is vital. But what we're looking for is inspiration by revelation of God's word. What the Spirit of God just did here was a word for people who are in a broken situation with family. What God did was he gave hope right now. And he said, we can turn this thing around. We can turn this thing around if you're allowing the Spirit of God to, to, to use you with generosity to be the tip of the spear. The tip of the spear is going to be the first thing that enters into a situation. It's going to make the pathway. And this Christmas, I believe we can avoid a lot of potential uh, uh, pressure in our life if we allow the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us. How many say amen? Now, how many here besides me has already fretted over something to do with Christmas? Uh, presents, food, um, making sure you get, connect with everybody. And I, I want to encourage you that uh, no one is going to doubt your heart. But the thing is, if we'll learn how to be led and we'll learn how to live out of generosity, uh, God's going to bring a great level of peace that's already there to us. Amen? Say this with me. I want to operate in peace. This Christmas. How many wants to do that? How many wants to be led? How many doesn't want to be pressured and pushed by what should be or look like this or feel like that or so forth and so on? God tells us not to be anxious for anything, but by through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. Let our requests be made known to God. When we let God know what's going on in our heart, He already knows anyway, we're coming into agreement that we can't fix it. And we're coming into agreement that only God can turn things around. See, one word from God can change your life. That's revelation. When there's one word that becomes real in your heart and in your mind, and they become unified and they become in unity, your heart and your soul, and that word becomes to an overflow if you begin to declare and speak what God says about you. You know, 2020 needs to be a year of declaration of what Jesus has done for us and make declarations over our home, over our life, over our families. Declare what the Word of God says about us. He says we'll be the, we'll be the head and not the tail. How many believes that? But we declare that. He's already declared us the winner. Listen, guys, we're already the winner. We've been called to triumph in all things through Christ. The thing is, the legacy we leave on this earth is how many points do we put on the board? What do you mean put on? How much legacy is left in the foot tracks of our life? How many people can we bless and help? How many people can we get in the mud with? I, the, 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 the Good Samaritan is one of my favorite story, two stories in the Bible because he had to get dirty. He had to get dirty. 
and he had to get in the ditch. The priest and the Levite didn't get in the ditch. They looked over at the ditch. They said there's an issue, there's a problem, but they didn't get in the ditch. But the good Samaritan, who was half Jew and half Samaritan, he, 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 he did more than look at it, he got in it. You know, the Bible says not to be hearers only, but be what? Doers of the word? He got in the ditch. Well, if you get in the ditch, you're going to smell like the ditch. And if we get in, we get into places that people are hurting and broken in this morning, how many sense the presence of God when all that went on just a few minutes ago? That's because God wants to get in the ditch. That's because Jesus, I'm telling you, why wasn't our King of Kings born in, the, in, in a five-star Marriott? Why didn't he come with, with horns blazing, you know, and, and all kinds of entourages? No, he's dependent on three wise men riding camels for 1,500 yards, a group of shepherds out there running their sheep on the pasture of the spring. He's dependent on all these regular people. He's dependent on that donkey who won't throw his mother. I'm telling you, when God gives you something to do, the devil will tell you it's not important and it's small. I want to tell you, that, that donkey had a, that burrow had a big challenge. I got to get this, this lady is carrying the Messiah of the world. I don't know if he understood that, but God's the one who created the donkey. I got a feeling he did. Mary, the angel appeared to Mary and said, Father has chosen you to bear the Messiah. <clears throat> she didn't feel qualified. She didn't feel... Um, equipped, she didn't feel anything she said, unto thy word it's going to be if we would just say, unto thy word it's going to be it's going to be the best Christmas ever amen it's not about how nice a presents or how nice they're wrapped up or how many equal presents out, it's not about if it's a honey baked ham like I say or a Kroger on sale ham, it's about the love of God in the room it's about forgiveness it's about moving from here to there it's about taking baby Jesus from that, from that little manger born in that barn and tracking him all through his life as he grew up and faced ridicule and deception and confusion and rejection and how he went to that cross for me and you and how God said, generosity is my son. I'm going to pour it out on the whole earth. I'm going to be as generous as I can be. I'm going to pay for your sin debt. I'm going to pay for the curse that's been placed upon you, and I'm going to send my son to do it. In the meantime, I've got to turn off the lights. We're not connected right now because I'm not connected to sin. Oh, the Christmas story is far beyond a manger, and, and it's far beyond wise men and shepherd, shepherds you know, keeping their flock. And it, it's, it's, it's even far beyond Mary and Joseph. It's about now. This is the day the Lord has made. How many say amen? How many's got some Christmas occasions that you're a little trepid, there's a little bit of trepidation of going to them? It's like, oh, I'll step my foot in there and pop goes the weasel. How many say amen? Anything can happen. How many's going to some Christmas situations that it's just something goes wrong? One thing just goes wrong, everybody gets all squirreled up. I want to tell you, if you go with the love of God, if you go with that heart of that baby Jesus in that manger, if you go with him in your heart, and if you go and I go with revelation that he's my savior, he's my Lord, he's a baptizer of the Holy Ghost, he's my healer, and my deliverer, he's my redeemer, he's the one to fix things that are broken, he's a restorer. If you go in there with the joy of the Lord, no matter what happens, your joy will not be taken from you. Because if the devil can get you and me sidetracked this Christmas season and begin to steal our joy, then he can take our goods. If he can take the joy of the simplicity of Christmas, and I believe, you know, I believe really we need to 
follow God and reduce and simplify. I mean, the older you get, you look at straight lines more. The older you get, you go, how long is it going to take me to get from here to there and I ain't going to zig and zag over two times? How many say amen? The older you get, you want to deposit wherever you stop. I spent 30 minutes on the phone yesterday with a young pastor out of Nashville. Met him a couple times. And he just talked to me. He said, I, I, I have many instructors, as Paul's talked about. But he said, I, I need a father. I need a spiritual father. To some degree, he said that. And I said, well, honey, I've, I've done a lot of things wrong. I can help you on not what not to do. And I can talk about you know, longevity and not quitting a little bit. And he said, he said, the main reason I want to connect with you is because I've learned so much through your son. I said, what? He said, I've learned so much through your son. And he's four years older than Carson. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I've learned so much truth through your son. And he said he learned that from, from your wife and you. I thought Carson wasn't paying attention. How many say amen? I thought, my God, you got the right kid. So I said, what's his social security now? He said, I've learned so much through your son. And I said, well, my son. He goes, yeah. I said, well, he's not perfect. I know that. I said, he lives with a passion. I know that. But he said he's got some things on the inside of him that Jesus has revealed to him. And he said he learned a lot of that back there at you guys, your church, your family, all these people. I said, you know, I just almost started crying on the phone. I mean, how many knows I love my two kids? How many loves your kids? How many of you love your kids? How many knows we sell them short sometimes? How many knows they carry revelation and inspiration and we sell them, we sell them short sometimes? And, or we get familiar with them or we go back to the last disappointment instead of the last celebration. And that's what we need to do this Christmas season is celebrate the goodness of God through His Son Jesus and live this thing with the joy as much as we can even through the pain in our grill. There's people in this room, the pain in the grill is the loss of a loved one. You're going through that and I'm telling you, uh, there's people in this body that lost their their their, their mother and father or mother or father on Christmas Day and they've talked to me said Christmas Day's hard it brings back a flood of memories how many is Christmas hard because of the people you love they're not here right now just raise your hand it's a normal thing it's a normal thing but the Bible says we don't mourn like the earth mourns we mourn with the hope of heaven and praise God we can look forward to heaven how many's thankful for that but I'm telling you we need to help people we need to help people through where they're at we need to be more brotherly and sisterly minded. The Bible says to be good of all, but especially the household of faith. How many say amen? Who can I be generous to with my time, my talent, and my treasure, which all belongs to the Lord anyway? Who can I be generous to, be the point of the spear? Who can I be a blessing to this Christmas season? Because, you know, the 20, 26th day of December is always a little hard on me because I have a Christmas hangover. How many has a Christmas hangover? I get excited about the excitement. I get excited about everything. I don't do much. Brooke puts up the decorations and tree and does all that. I just get excited about everybody coming together and eating and laughing and, and talking about before and now and what's coming later. And, and God wants us to understand the power of generosity is sharing what you're full of. Now, how many here has ever been told you're full of something? I'm telling you, push that aside. You're full of the inspiration of God. You're full of hope and grace and joy. You're full of Jesus. He just is trying to find ways to get out. He's trying to find ways to get through our personality, through our skill sets, through our passions and talents and so forth. And I'm telling you, God, God doesn't want us to be anxious for anything. 
He wants this season to be a season of letting loose and letting go and understanding that we're just in the middle of a process of seasons. I mean, the, the Christmas story, everything from, you know, everything from Mary believing what the angel said, then Joseph believing Mary wasn't pregnant by another man but pregnant by the Spirit of God and believing that God told them to go to, be, uh, to, go to Bethlehem to be taxed and, and then after that Jesus was born and Magi came and shepherds came and they hooped and hollered and praised God. They got a little baby. Then again an angel warns Joseph to get him out of here. Take him to Egypt because Herod wants to kill him. Every time you receive a revelation of heaven concerning your life, your future, concerning your physical wealth, your spiritual wealth, your emotional wealth, every time you receive a revelation from heaven, not just information, but a revelation, it's yours. It's yours. See, I got keys here. Keys go to, I don't even know what some of the keys go to. I've had these keys a long time. I know that one will get you any door in the church. That one will get you through one door if it's not stuck. Uh, that's a post office box key. We haven't had a post office box in 12 years. I don't know what some of these keys are. That's a Ford pickup key. I recognize it. I haven't had a Ford pickup in years. I don't know, but I got keys. Keys unlock things. And we understand the authority we have in Christ and what can be unlocked. When we understand what God has given unto us, when it becomes revelation, revelation. My friend there is in law enforcement. He's got a badge. He, he represents our community. He represents law and order. He represents good versus bad, correct? And he's got a badge and he's got a gun. I like badges and guns. How many say amen? God's given us a badge of authority in Jesus. He's given us a gun, the word of the spirit, the word of God, the two-edged sword. He wants us to learn how to use our gun correctly. I want to tell you something. I don't know, you, what do you weigh, 160, 75, somewhere there? Yeah, 160. I'm telling you, 160, he's fit. He could run and swim and do a diathlon, all that stuff and all that stuff. But I'm telling you something, if he goes out there in front of a 80,000-pound steel truck coming in to redo two rolls of steel, his 160 ain't going to stop nothing. Boop. And we'd be back here having a service. Oh, Lord, thank you for that faithful service. He's he went on to heaven during Christmas. No, but I'm telling you, when that driver sees that badge and that uniform, that's going to say stop to 80,000 pounds versus 165 because the authority he stands in. I'm telling you, this Christmas season, God wants us to appreciate the revelation of the authority we have to go tell this dark and bruised world, Jesus loves you. He didn't stay in the manger. He grew up. He overcome sin. He hung on the cross and paid our debt. And he arose on the third day. And he left us in charge. Look at your neighbor and say, we're in charge. I thought God's in charge. God is in charge through leaving us in charge. You realize that? Now, if Pastor Pat goes out there and he holds up his hand in front of an 80,000-pound steel truck, unless they can get a grip of, that's Pastor Pat as he lost his mind. I'm going to be just a, a combination of mustard and ketchup and Heinz sauce because I don't have the authority to stop them. When we put God in an awkward position unless he shows up to save us, how I many know sometimes we blame things on God and the devil, but it's usually us? How many say amen? 
Why do I say that about Christmas? Because I want you and I to have what was prophesied to be a gracious, wonderful Christmas. And I want to close with this. And I want to talk about the power of finishing. Would you turn to Hebrews chapter 12 with me? Hebrews chapter 12. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a finisher. Amen? How many ever quit something besides Pastor Pat? We're not going to quit on this thing. God's, this is a process. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us lay aside every weight. It says strip off, throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight. What's weighting you down this Christmas? Is it fear of not measuring up? What's weighting you down? Is it fear of not accomplishing what you want to? Listen, guys, I appreciate the Hallmark Channel. How many likes Hallmark movies? That's not all real. You, know, you don't come back 35 years after your high school graduation to your Christmas reunion, and people don't look like that after 35 years. How many say amen? I mean, maybe one out of 50, but us normal people, we, we, we expand, we blow up, we invert. I don't know what all we do. But it says this, it says get rid of the weights and the sin which so easily ensnares you and with endurance and patience run the race that's set before you. What's going to take you further down the race? Not information, but inspiration and revelation. Information. We have more information at our fingertips than any time in the history of man. I may say amen. And there's more confusion than ever. There's more confusion than ever before because we lack inspiration and revelation from the one who laid in the manger. But we can rectify that. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. The author and the finisher. What God starts with you, he wants to finish. And the Bible says be confident of this very thing. The very thing God starts with you, he desires to finish with you. How many wants to finish everything God has for you? How many wants to finish with joy? How many wants to finish with a smile on your face? Look at your neighbor and say, it's not over. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Some of us are enduring things right now. I want to encourage you, it's not, it's going, to it's not going to last forever. You're enduring some things. Your faith is building. Your, your strength is being empowered. I want to encourage you, God's working behind the scenes. Despising the shame has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is finished. Jesus said this in John 17, 4. He said, I finished and completed the work, Father, you gave me. That's what I want to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Get to heaven. How many say amen? I finished the course you gave me. I finished the assignment you gave me. I finished what you called me to be and do. You know, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, said, I've, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. I've completed what God's called me to do. I'm ready to be poured out. I'm ready to go home. i tell you what. How many here has got stuff to do yet in this, in this earth? I had an uncle years and years ago getting ready for heart surgery. Anybody here ever been ready for heart surgery? Raise your hand. Have you ever been laying on the table for heart surgery? And uh, his wife told me, he said, you know, I, I, I can't get much done with him. He said, you'll talk to him. So I'll go in there. And I've never been in that position. I'm not judging him. But I'll tell you what. I could tell he was troubled. And I said, uncle, what's... What's going on? He goes, I'm, I just, you know, I don't know if I'm going to pull through this and all this stuff. I said, have you finished what you've been put on the earth to do? He goes, no, I'm just getting going. I'm just figuring out what God wants me to do. I said, we don't talk about death anymore. If you've not finished what God's called you to do, or you don't know exactly what God's called you to do, you're not finished, you're not complete, you can't go home yet. 
You hear me? We need you. We need you. God needs you. It's a better covenant based on better promises through the blood of His Son, not the blood of bulls and goats. We need you. I need you to be the tip of that spear today. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, say, I'm going to pierce what's been holding back against me. Well, the light is going to pierce the darkness. And this is going to be the best Christmas ever because I'm going to allow God to finish what He started in me. And whether I have a honey-baked ham or a Kroger ham or a ham that's been frozen for six seasons, whether I have a can of Spam or whether my cranberry sauce is handmade and crushed or I swap it out of a can and it looks like an Oreo with cookies on top. I don't care because the joy of the Lord's on the inside of me. You should care for excellence and you should care for all of that stuff. But I tell you what, Pastor Pat's ate bologna with a lot of people sitting on the end of a wagon. And I've also ate a couple times where there were four forks and four knives and four everything. And a very, very, very five glasses you drink out of. And I tell you what, I was ready, ready, ready to go on to a fast. Because I didn't know when to pull plates. In fact, they just shove them out in front of you, back and forth. And that's good, and I liked it, and I experienced it for one time. But you know what? Just a ham sandwich with some lettuce and mayonnaise and some cheese on it with a bag of chips and sitting with someone you love and respect. How many say amen? So I want to encourage you. You're going to finish well. And, and you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says this. He said to the Corinthian church, In and so as much as we desired Titus that he had begun... So he would finish in the same grace as he started. In faith, in grace, you're going to finish. You're going to finish if you live out of here. You're going to finish if you live through the inspiration and revelation of the Word of God. All you've got to take is what's revealed to you and live it out and walk it out and take new ground. And I believe in 2020, guys, we're going to take ground. And I believe it's going to be a whole lot like Jehoshaphat. And I believe praise and worship is going to be a part of it. And I believe it's going to be a part where we just stand still and watch God fight for us. And I believe we're going to have to still face every situation we deal with. Not live in denial. How many say amen? How many is ready to experience Christmas? How many is ready to experience Jesus? How many is ready to get everything God has for us and walk in it and be, be transmitters of love by just sharing the revelation we have, sharing the goodness of God, Sharing our time, sharing our, our talent, sharing our treasure, and sharing, and sharing that we're sharing Jesus because he's the one that loaded us. He's the one that loaded us. He's the one that put all that on our card. And just simplifying and reducing and just lead me today, Lord, and let me love your love and let me care your care. And just let me experience the joy of the Lord, your joy today, and let me celebrate.